Hey, let's do the thing. Everybody, welcome to a room full of nerd stuff. Did you record that? I hit record just as soon as you started talking about how scared you are of ducks. Uh, what are what are Mike and I talking about? Hockey. Hockey. What the fuck you're saying to yourselves? These guys talk about wrestling and Power Rangers and comic books. We're talking about, don't talk about hockey. sports. It's fake hockey. It's Xbox hockey. Digital hockey we know a lot about. Yeah, not really. No. We're pretty bad at the game. <laughs> I just spent, uh, I went back and edited uh, the video that's going to go up tomorrow, and I just spent, uh, because on the team there's a Johnson and a Johansson, <laughs> and I spent the entire game calling Johnson Johansson, and motherfucking him because he put the puck in our own goal. Oh, the dick. Idiot. Uh, I, uh... Whole game motherfucking the wrong guy. Oh, my pen, no. I, uh... I I have learned the single most important uh, command in the game. That is body check. Yes. When you can pull. <laughs> oh that man, off. that guy's got the puck, and then I just like. There was a few times commentators were like, "Hey, he's like a bowling ball. He's running at everything." I'm like, "Fuck yes, I am." Is it not super satisfying to just slam just some slam. motherfucker against the wall? I have learned that, and then the second most important feature in the game: how to initiate and carry out a fight. I still have not managed to initiate one. You have to basically just keep tapping LT and then start swinging that right sticker. Because the right stick is all your controls for the fighting in the game. We're talking about NHL 15, by the way. I don't think we mentioned that. We both have NHL 15 on our relatively new X-Bones. Yes, and yeah, I started just... a Let's Play of it on Monday, and Chris just got it on Monday. So Yeah, convenient. Uh, yes, uh, basically, it, uh, you just keep mashing LT, and then you start just swinging that. Uh, it's like you swing the right stick to punch, and then left trigger is to grab, and right trigger is to dodge. I've not won one. I get my ass kicked every time, but I'm like such low stats, it's to be expected, I think. See, I've won a couple fights, but the only way that I've managed to initiate them is to uh, go offsides and then shoot for the goal, because that pisses off somebody every single time, and they run at you and try to fight you. <laughs> you motherfucker, how dare you play the game? Uh, it it took me a while to figure out. I, I'm pretty sure I understand the offsides call now. I know nothing about hockey. Offsides I, is when the player goes over the blue line before the puck. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> so many of those penalties, I'm just like, who did it? Me? The fuck did I do? <laughs> Guess I'm in the box. Well, offsides shouldn't I, incur a penalty. I mean, it, it'll start up a, another face-off, but... Yeah, most of my penalties are tripping because I'm trying to like stick stick check the puck away from a guy and I end up getting in his legs. Uh, most of mine are just like, oh, I'm by that guy. I'm gonna check him into the wall. <laughs> Wham! The refs like, eh? <laughs> the refs like, sorry, now you can't do that, eh? That's not necessary, eh? Hey, that was out of line. Tim Hortons won't give you no free donuts for that one, don't you know? I love the Tim Hortons on the board too. I giggle every time I see it. I've had to explain to my father what the hell Tim Hortons is about twelve times. Well, watching actual hockey. It's every, a donut place. Every time he, he says, we watch a game, he's like, what's Tim Hortons again? I know you said it, but apparently one of my dad is one of the McKenzie brothers. You um, you just start making shit up every time he asks you what it is. <laughs> Sex toy shop. See, in man. Canada, heroin is legal. and Tim Hortons is where you buy your needles and your tubes. Yeah. But not your crack and your syringes. You gotta buy those at Jane Hortons. 
so what are we talking about this week? What are we doing? Oh, God. Let's not talk about digital hockey and heroin anymore. A plethora of things. We're going to get to the Royal Rumble eventually, of course. It happened this Sunday. You're going to be shocked to find out that Mike and I didn't hate it. <laughs> you're going to be shocked to find out we didn't necessarily like it. Unlike you're the rest of the entire fucking internet, we did not lose our minds over it. I, I guess we should also mention uh, two other big things. Most notably, Mike, did you hear these Ghostbusters don't have dicks? What? No, we already talked about that once. That was a reference to the movie. It was It was clever. These ghosts don't have... Oh, don't Dickless. Have, uh, dickless. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought you were just making a comment about them. No, they, they officially announced the confirmed cast for the Ghostbusters movie, uh, providing the portion of the internet that wasn't losing its shit over the Royal Rumble to completely lose its shit <laughs> over female Ghostbusters. Which, to lose their minds after the cast is announced, when the, the concept of the movie was announced six fucking months ago... Yeah. Uh, my my stance has still not changed. I have nothing against an all-female cast of Ghostbusters. I just feel this is a cash grab and not a... I don't feel this is somebody said, I've got a really great idea for a Ghostbusters movie where the Ghostbusters are females. Right. I feel this is uh, the director of Bridesmaids said, I really like giant sacks of money. And Sony said, us too, us too. Yeah, it's a combination of him wanting to cash in or get another like bridesmaids cash in and Sony completely losing their ass on Spider-Man and wanting to try out one of their other franchises. Sony's like, we should dust off this franchise we haven't given a shit about in 25 years and just continue to not give a shit about it. Well, they gave a little bit of a shit when the video game came out. <sighs> no, because remember, they fought tooth and nail not to have that thing released. Well, they didn't. If they didn't want it released, it wouldn't have been released because they okay. own the license to it. There was a lot of motherfucking going around with that, where it almost didn't get, re- get released. Well, it didn't get released because, or it almost didn't get released because the uh, the original publishers went out of business. Yeah, that's right. Atari wasn't supposed to be the the publishers of it, and they ended up just distributing what was a finished game, but the company that made it before uh, didn't have the money to actually produce copies to sell. So, that's going on. Make sure you don't go on the internet and say that you're opposed to female Ghostbusters without qualifying it with something, because apparently you will be a feminist. Mm-hmm. An anti-feminist yeah. or whatever. Which I... You'll be a sexist. I, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. You'll be a feminist or an anti-feminist or whatever. You'll be a, you'll be an, uh, a thing. A what's it? An asshole. I, pretty much. I, if, you, if your sole problem with this is that you don't approve of... Your childhood is fine. As as somebody who literally their childhood was Ghostbusters, your childhood is fucking fine. Well, it's it's the same thing I said about Ninja Turtles and everything else before that, where oh, childhood ruined. It's like, no, the things that you loved are still as they ever were. Paul Feig is not going back in time and strangling Bill Murray before he can make Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's the the original movies will still be there, the cartoon will still be there, the comics, whatever it was that you loved about Ghostbusters before what's his name, Kevin Feige? Paul Feige? Kevin Feige? The bridesmaids motherfucker? Yeah, before he came and decided to make them all women, uh, all all the shit that you liked beforehand is still there, intact. Go watch that if you're that pissed off about it, which you shouldn't be. Fucking people. (sighs) Fucking internet, man. Oh my god. Uh, There was was also the... uh, we've, We've briefly touched on this in the past, I think. The Fantastic Four trailer hit. Yeah, I did. It was see a, it. it was a really good. Uh, it was a really good copy of the Man of Steel trailer. <laughs> um, and I, it's it's kind of the same issue I have with the female the female Ghostbusters thing there again, where it's like if you take a movie 
based on a an existing property. And then you alter everything so that that property is unrecognizable. What exactly is the goddamn point of using that property? Aside from making a shitload of money. Yeah, it's off, the, yeah. like, they can make more money by saying, like, oh, it's based off of this thing, even though it, it resembles it in no yeah. way. The Fantastic Four is not a, a dreary, depressing, hard sci-fi concept. I'm sure as a sci-fi film, it's going to be fantastic. I just Fantastic Four? The... I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I feel bad. Fantastic 4% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no, I just, yeah. uh, I, I saw, like, because right before the trailer was released, they had the, the first look at the, uh, the, <laughs> the costumes. The, uh the Tony Hawk space gear. <laughs> I was like, Hmm, we should make their gear look like Batman's paintball outfit. Uh, They're not good looking costumes. They are wearing hockey pads. <laughs> oh God. Womp, womp, womp. This is the kind of quality humor you can expect from room full of nerd stuff. Now in its third cumulative year. And uh, what did they name? What did they rename Dr. Doom? I can't remember, but I know the idea is that like Doctor Doom is like his forum handler, hacker handler, some bullshit. Yeah, <clears throat> which I I absolutely loved that they changed his name because Matt was over here a couple months ago, and for whatever reason, he was like, "I want to watch Silver Surfer." D- I, was, I hate myself, <laughs> and I hate you too. Like we apparently, he just wanted to make himself Silver really, Surfer. really sad. So uh, we watched Silver Surfer, and during it, I'm like, you know, like, the name Doctor Doom and then Victor Von Doom works kind of in an old-school comic book setting, but that's where it only works. It doesn't work in movies, because, like, the name Victor Von Doom, that's your birth name, You the only career path you have is supervillain. It's just, yeah, it's such a ridiculous name. Yes, I am Doctor Victor Von Doom. I will be your veterinarian today. (laughs) Your kitty is sick, yes. Uh, Victor Domashev is the name in the reboot. Uh, he is known as Doom Online. He is an antisocial programmer because it's 2015 and that's the villain stereotype. In the early 90s, it was Russians. In 2015, it's programmers. Well, <laughs> they made the villain everybody who's going to be bitching about this movie on the internet. <laughs> You're all just like him. Every one of you. Antisocial, spend a lot of time at the computer. Yeah, that's everyone that's going to be bitching about this movie. That's us. I'm not going to be bitching uh, about the movie because I don't care enough about it. I just want a, like, I didn't even, Rise of the Silver Server had a million problems with it, obviously, but I didn't even hate both of those movies. The first one was honestly watchable. Let's, yeah, I, I, it's kind of the same boat as Daredevil. It's not a fucking like masterpiece, but it's nowhere near as bad as everyone wants you to believe it is. It's really well cast, aside from Jessica Alba, who I can't believe for a fucking minute is a rocket scientist. <laughs> big words, big words, big words, big words. Bat eyes. Probably if she like didn't try to sound like a scientist, was just this vacant ass look in her face. Really confused look as she tries to remember to pronounce all those big words in the script. Uh, but, uh, no, it, I I didn't hate the first one, Silver Surfer. I, eh. It's not, again, it, it certainly I would rather wasn't. not watch it. <laughs> yeah. If given the choice. If held at gunpoint and said, you can either watch this or I thought I'd have a really shitty movie in my head by the time I finished this sentence. Man of Steel. Geely. <laughs> Geely? You would choose Geely. No. 
I feel like he would be like, I'll take that train wreck. If I'm going to watch a shitty movie, I want to watch a shitty, shitty movie. <laughs> if you're going to hold a gun to my head and make me suffer, then let's do it right. Fuck. I want to fucking feel it. That's why we watch The Room. Uh, I still have a plan to uh, to watch all the Twilights in like a binge. Oh, God. I, it's uh, like I told you. It's like I, I sat through Eraserhead. I can sit through Twilight. Did I tell you about almost losing my shit at the theater for the second to last Twilight movie? Mm-mm. Uh, it was, it came in around Mother's Day, and so me, my girlfriend at the time, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my mom all went and saw. <laughs> I was gonna wonder, like, it's Mother's Day, so we took everyone but mom <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> we called her, and we were like, we're at the theater, thinking of you. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying your special day, uh, mom. We we went to see that, because that was my mom and my sister's thing. My sister got my mom really into it, so we go to suffer through this fucking train wreck, and I had... My girlfriend at the time made me sit through all of them beforehand so I could understand what was going on, which I was like, I get it. I know what's going on. They're all horrible people. So the the, the major plot element of uh, was it Breaking Dawn Part 1 is that the vampire and the not vampire have gotten married and somehow she is pregnant. Is it the is the line the the you named my baby after the Loch Ness monster? Is that where you no. lost your shit? No. So the baby is like killing her. She's not getting like any nutrients or anything. And helping her is the vampire family, including the head of the vampire household, this like fucking centuries old doctor who you have been told over three movies is one of the wisest, cleverest, most smartest men in the world, and they cannot figure out why this half vampire, half human baby is killing her. And the 16-year-old werewolf kid says, maybe he just wants some blood. <laughs> and every vampire looks at him like he's made this revelation. And they realize the baby wants blood. And I'm in the theater and I scream, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, it is. This is literally the only thing you have eaten for the past thousand years. And it didn't once occur to you. <sighs> uh... <laughs> Not once somebody said, god damn, maybe we should give him the one thing that keeps all of us alive and has done so for as long as we can remember. Uh... Drink more water. I'm sure you'll be fine. God, what could you need to... Oh. I hate this fucking movie so much. <laughs> yeah, I I have not seen and like every of them, so I'm going to uh, at some every, point like, watch all of them. Every snarky comment you've heard about like the werewolf kid like constantly like taking off his shirt, it's true. Mm. He'll show up and he'll be wearing a shirt, and then all of a sudden he's just like, "Yup," and just takes it off. I've seen no all the discernible reason. Photos. No discernible reason. Just like, yeah, let me hang on. Who takes it off? What? Why are you doing that? Could you imagine if you had? Could you imagine if like you and Matt were in like stores in the mall somewhere, and we just started like taking his shirt off? Like Matt, what are you doing? Well, uh, how do you know that we don't? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think I'd put it past either of you at this. <laughs> there was one time when they had like, they had like super ripped uh, Abercrombie model at the Abercrombie and Fitch store. Yeah, and he's just standing outside with no shirt on, and all the women are like running up and touching his arms and shit, and I. <laughs> I was like, I want to go down there and just take my shirt off and stand next to him. I would have, I would have paid you money to do that, sir. I would have been like, here's twenty bucks, <laughs> and just like, just mirror him like, uh, like Mizdow. <laughs> uh, it only works if you then like pay a few of your friends to come up and touch you at the same time. Matt, just come like stroke my chest. Well, his, uh, Matt's now wife, just his girlfriend at the time, was there with us, so there you go. I could have had her do it, I guess. Could have come up and rubbed your chest. 
What a strange turn this podcast is taking. You're like it's no, Matt. It's not a, a real thing. It's just it's just for the the show. Matt, it's okay. It's all right. I'm I just glanced over my Xbox. He's he's too busy playing Destiny. <laughs> he probably just plays this in the background when he plays Destiny now. Doesn't really pay attention. I don't think he even listens to this. I evidently he does because every once in a while there's a Matt story where you're like, yeah, he was like, I, I listened to the podcast. Uh, were you gonna tell me about that? <sighs> no, that was uh, him actually watching the let's play of mortal yeah. Kombat and being like so which, anybody gonna tell me about this belt you guys want me to make which by the way make sure you watch this friday's mortal Kombat if you like mortal Kombat rounds that are really close because neck and neck guys neck and neck doesn't last long the end is hopefully nigh with my luck we're gonna somehow each hit like 25 fatalities and get back down to the 300s next week damn it how did we end up hitting more fatalities than there were matches in this episode? I just want everyone to know. Mike with our, was the with one our who... math abilities, that's how it would end up. Matt's going to be like, I went through and I uh, did the math on all of them. You're both at like 302. What? Hate to break it to you guys. I just want everybody to know, uh, uh, Mike is the one who created the uh, lose five points when you get hit with a fatality rule that has set us back six months. I thought it would be a good rule. <laughs> I did too at the time. I did not realize we would just be trading fatalities for three months. <laughs> we would have entire episodes where there is absolutely no score movement because we keep hitting each other with fatalities and taking away the last round. That is like the most notable thing to me that we will start recording and three hours later be right back where we started. Mm -hmm. Like, What was even the point of all that? I hope you all are enjoying the Mortal Kombat series you're not watching. At YouTube.com slash JCBaggy. No dice, Mike. Thanks. Hey, watch Mike's hockey series. Yeah, you can skip the Mortal Kombat series, but watch every other video that I put up. Yeah. I put up about a dozen a week. Watch Mortal Kombat on my channel, then go to Mike's channel and watch uh, Special Forces if you hate yourself. Hey, Special Forces is done. Hey, uh, I did watch uh, Arkham City Episode 1. Yeah. I was not uh, thinking anything snide when you were uh, when you yelled yelled at me to shut up. <laughs> Just when I, I had to jump across to that one area where you have to dangle. I was thinking uh, I was thinking to myself, Mike's doing better. I guess this is probably because he's beat the game. And then you like wandered around like find the Ace Chemicals logo, and it's like this big neon green thing in the background. And you're like, all right, what do I do now? Well, it was because I knew I had to make it over there, but you have to jump and then dangle off that ledge and shimmy across. And I was like, there's no ledge there. How do I? how I get over there and then got a shimmy forgot that you have to jump and then he just grabs on and shimmies across but I got there he got there no one you know what else one that I think everyone's going to be excited about is I finally got my copy of uh Sub-Zero nobody's excited about the prospect of having to sit through Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero yes I say this are. is some I say this is somebody who has sat through Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero it's it's again it's in that same vein as The Room or Geely it's just a fun train wreck to watch no, I've actually gotten tweets going like, oh my god, really? You're doing Sub-Zero? Like, oh shit, this is going to be fun oh. to watch. Mike, you, you know what else is Sub-Zero? Mm. The fan enjoyment of the... <laughs> that was a better segue before I got tongue-tied. The time of the Royal Rumble. Yes, if you listened to us last week, you knew we were excited about the Royal Rumble coming up this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And it came, and it happened, and it ended, and uh, the back half of that card was really, really loaded, but that was because the front half was really, really bad. I'm not even going to say that. There was some, there was some schlock. 
But let's do our, our usual shtick. Let's yeah, go let's down. Let's do the rundown, and we'll discuss. We'll discuss what was good and what was bad. Starting it off on the pre-show, we'll just blow through these real quick because there's a lot to talk about with the Rumble, obviously, what with it being, you know, the Rumble. The main event. The main event with 30 competitors. Uh, starting off on the pre-show, though, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd defeated uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston. This was supposed to be a six-man, uh, but Xavier Woods is still nursing an ankle injury, so at the last second it was changed to a tag match, which sucked because you didn't get to see Xavier Woods in the ring, but was good because you didn't have to sit through Adam Rose in the ring. Yep. Although Natalia posted, and suddenly I was behind the team, that they are Team Cat. Cesaro, Adam, Tyson. <laughs> oh my god, they are. They're Team Cat. Suddenly now I'm behind this team. Now, supposedly they're going to, if uh, Vince approves it, start calling themselves the Brass Ring Club. No, Team Cat. You like Team Cat? Cat. I'm still a fan of swinging cats. We don't need the rosebuds. No. But we, we need the A in there somewhere. Maybe Natty can just drop the N. She could be Atalia? Yes, Atalia. Atalia? You know, uh, Cesaro could just be going go back to being Antonio Cesaro, and um, they can be Team Can. That didn't work. <laughs> Maybe Tan. Tan? Tyson, Antonio, and Natalia. Right now with Natalia, they're can't. <laughs> Cesaro, Adam, Natalia, and Tyson. It's just really fitting when you think about it because they can't get any higher up the car than they are right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. It's a shame because I really like Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, and I really like Natalia, and Adam Rose is just kind of there. Adam Rose is not good. <laughs> I feel like I would like Adam Rose a little bit more if he had a gimmick that didn't fucking remind me of Austin Powers. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be the guy from, uh, what was that movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, I know what he's supposed to be. He's at, he's Austin Powers. Adam Powers? He's Adam Powers. Adam That's Powers. why I'm going to start calling him from now on. Adam Powers, international man. International man. I can't fucking talk. I think that Jesus would be a step God. up. Adam Powers? If he was Adam Powers and he was a spy? That would be so much better than this stupid, like, party boy just gimmick. constantly trying to sleep with all the divas? Yeah! Oh, my God. No, Triple H, that is not my Swedish-made penis enlarger. Well, uh, Adam, it's got your name on it. A Stephanie's no? eye in it. <laughs> uh, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd pulled off the win. I can't remember if there were shenanigans or not. I, were there shenanigans, Mike? I honestly did not pay attention to this match. I... I know it was probably a pretty good match uh, because it was Cesaro and Tyson Kidd and Big E and Kofi are good in the ring, so I'm sure it was a solid match. Um, I mean, it was the pre-show match. They cut halfway through to a commercial for the Rumble. Which, that drives me absolutely nuts. You have an hour pre-show and you, you have a 60-minute commercial, so you cut to a commercial in the middle of your commercial for the Rumble? What? Yeah, for the show that you're obviously going to be watch or watching or you wouldn't give a shit about the pre-show match. <sighs> is anybody it, watching the pre-show that's like, I'm just going to watch this match, but I'm not buying that pay-per-view? And then are I, they swayed when they cut through midway in the match and be like, hey, uh, Royal Rumble, eh, eh, I mean, come on. Furthermore, that's just kind of like, why am I supposed to give a shit about this match if clearly the WWE does not give a shit about yes. this match? Because they'll stop halfway through. That's sort of like when they ended that uh, Cesaro and Kofi match on Raw during the commercial break. Why am I supposed to care? Clearly the company doesn't care enough to show us the ending, so... God. Uh, uh, this led to a match that I did kind of pay attention to. The Ascension uh, versus the New Age Outlaws. The Ascension pulled this off not quite as dominant as I would have liked them to have been. Well, yes and no. It's like, they should have been more dominant, yes, 
But at the same time, New Age Outlaws is like a billion time champions. Yeah. So, like, don't don't bury them, considering this, how much so they've now, had or how much success. So now this had. also this also creates the problem though of they were able to beat them in like five minutes, and it was a pretty decisive victory. I mean, who who else in the tag division is supposed to come close to the New Age Outlaws? The Usos? Well, the Miz and Damian Mizdow? That's the extent of your tag division. Unless they're going to have a feud with Kat. I'm actually hoping that this is the beginning of a couple pay-per-views where the Ascension uh, wrestles older tag teams. Older tag teams? Especially when they, like, that one promo where they uh, said that they were better than the Road Warriors and uh, Demolition. Mm -hmm. The Dimmer Road Warriors are going to debut. Well, at least one of them is at least one of them is dead, Mike. Yeah, they put. Uh, who did they have? Well, they're, they're not getting Scott Steiner back. Wah, wah. And that's who the the Dudley Boys feuded with in TNA for a little bit. Is they had Scott Steiner and uh, an animal. They could uh, they could uh, utilize my Ghost of Crispin wide yeah, to bring the Road Warriors back. No, no, stop it, <clears throat> stop it. Uh, not a terrible match, but still. The Ascension, not great. Connor looks like he swallowed a barrel. <laughs> he doesn't, like, I'm sure he's in great shape, and I'm sure I'm positive he can beat the shit out of me. But uh, when you put him next to Victor, he looks like he's very out of shape. Wait, is Connor the little one? No, Connor's no, the big Vic- one. Victor's the little one that looks like a mouse. Because <laughs> remember, he was, because uh, that was kind of his NXT thing when he showed up. Was it? Was Victor's original gimmick a mouse? Well, no. No, wait, I'm, I think I'm getting him mixed up. I'm thinking of Connor. I can't fucking tell them apart, man. Connor was the one that showed up on season four of NXT. Right, he's the Connor he's O'Brien, the big one. and they they I feel like they kept making jokes about him looking like a rat because he looks like a rat. Maybe I don't think I watched that. Uh, Nobody else did either. NXT. Anyway. Yep. So yeah. Next up, discussing which one's Connor and which one's Victor. That's a compelling fucking radio. Yeah. Which ones? Which which one which, don't we like? We don't like either of them. So who cares? Uh, next up, the Usos retained against the Miz and Mizdow. Yeah, the 90th fucking time we've seen this match. Best of 2000 series continues. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to ask if they had a match on Raw. Ha! We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Should we discuss that before we get to the main events? No. 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 Next up, the, uh, the Bella Twins defeated Paige and Natalia. Not a bad match. Not a bad match. Not a great match. Not a bad match. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Could have had Rosa Mendez. <laughs> it was one of those that, like, I I always watch the the Twitters as... Uh, the Twitters? The Twitters. You're watching the tweets? Twip, 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 as these shows are going on, and everyone's like, good girl, bad man. But, I mean, they all actually did really good. Um, the Bellas have definitely improved in the ring from where they were a few years ago, and Paige and Natalia have always been really solid in the ring. Uh, long, one of the longer Divas matches, too, running eight minutes. Uh, I, I do wish they would get a little longer time on, you know, Raw or SmackDown than, like, a minute and a half. Hey, man. Good they've, match, though. They've got, they've got uh, Triple H talking segments to get to. Yeah, if the Divas have a match, where's Triple H going to cut that 45-minute promo? Yeah. Hopefully they had some kind of network for that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, Talk about man. wanting to cancel a fucking network then if they put all Triple that, H's promos on there. Jesus Christ. I think that would be great if they gave Triple H a like one hour promo spot on the uh, on the network. Oh, wait, they're doing that with a Steve Austin podcast with Triple H. <laughs> 
let me tell you how that uh, Triple H podcast came about. Uh, Triple H said, hey, you know what they would really love if they enjoyed that Vince McMahon podcast? A podcast with Triple H. Even though Jericho already beat him to it. Uh... Jericho had the Triple H podcast. Triple H tried to sound like a hip young man and sounded like an old out-of-touch man. Was he doing a Vince McMahon impression? He's slowly just becoming Vince McMahon. You saw my tweet on the Raw Reactor, uh, the current state of the WWE, Mm. and it was Principal Skinner from The Simpsons. Am (laughs) I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. I imagine that one day Triple H is just going to like give Vince a hug and absorb him, and they will become one. Triple H like comes out to the ring and takes off his shirt and like Vince's face is yes. just on his chest with its eyes closed. He's like that. It's eyes- he's like that creature in Total Recall. Vince just like springs from his chest and it looks up at you and it's like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Go for it. Sure, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Quato McMahon. That was it. Quato. Yeah. V- Vinso. It's better than the alternative, which would be it's like Kevin Nash. <laughs> and it like springs forth from Triple H's chest and it looks up at you and it goes, Ah, my quad! He doesn't have quads, he's just a head and a stomach. You'd still pull him somehow. Somewhere there's just some disembodied legs that are in terrible pain. Oh, next up. For me, the highlight. For me, the match that proves that even when things are dire, you can still get a, a diamond in the rough. The triple threat match for the championship. Jesus Christ. They all did really, really well. Oh, my God. Uh, Lesnar retained over Cena and Rollins, but not before Lesnar was basically killed in the corner. <laughs> um, and uh, Rollins, with this move, he, uh, he referred to it on Raw as the Phoenix Splash and said it was something he's had in his back pocket for uh, last resort for a while now. Uh, I hope it stays that way. I don't want to see that all the time because that's a fucking nice move. I'd like to see him bust that out for special occasions. Was that, when, that wasn't when he that, jumped off on Lesnar, was it? Yeah, that was that weird, like, fucking 2,000-degree corkscrew double-flip cannonball bullshit thing he did. Did I miss that? What the... <laughs> you did, I guess. It was, like, right at the end when uh, uh, Lesnar got back in the ring, and they managed to take him down for a little bit. Rollins does this fucking... I don't know how many degrees it was. He flipped around, like, three or four fucking times in, like, a corkscrew, man. Oh, it was great. Huh. Okay. I need to go back and watch that, then, because I, rem- I don't have any recollection of that move. I, I try to find a link for the for the I'll, for the I'll go back and watch it later. We'll look it up. We don't need we'll to look do it, it in the middle that. of the fucking podcast. No, Jesus. this is important, Mike, because you need. Uh, also notable, uh, Lesnar hit a double German suplex on Noble and Mercury. Uh, damn near killed. Uh, I think it was Mercury. Yeah, whoever was on the bottom, because <laughs> he landed of, right on his fucking head. Oh my god, looked great. Um, there were two of those of, spots though. Like, uh, I think it was the double attitude adjustment one of them also landed like right on their neck basically they're trying to kill j and j security <laughs> in the in the in the in the match um i i thought by now i would be sick of the brock lesnar german suplex thing i think i'm getting close to it it's like i get it he did a bunch of german suplexes in that one match but it's just so fun to see him throw people around like that it is it's like, especially with someone like Rollins, who like clears the ring and is still flipping when he reaches the goddamn turnbuckle. I mean, like, it's fun to watch him throw people around. I wish he would do it in other ways than just the German suplex. There's a billion different kinds of suplexes you can do. Are you saying Brock Lesnar should be the new human suplex machine? Don't even act like you saw Taz when he was doing that. <laughs> oh, man. No, Seth Rollins, though. 
highlight of Taz the match. Taz was already on commentary when you started watching. I remember when Taz was a wrestler. I remember, Mike. That one, like, uh, one-night stand where him and Lawler had a match, that doesn't count as him being a wrestler. <sighs> I hate you so much, Mike. <laughs> I hate you so goddamn much. Uh, no, Rollins came out of this looking like a million goddamn dollars. Uh, was he the one that ate the pen? Uh, yes. Gotta keep Cena strong for his next match against Rusev. Which I think, <sighs> I'm wondering about that feud. What, the placeholder feud because they didn't have Cena win the Rumble? Well, I'm wondering if it'll be blown off at Fastlane and they'll do something else for with Cena at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, there's whispers right now that WrestleMania is going to be Cena versus Rusev. I know that's what the, the rumor was, but I'm like, they've yeah. still got that pay-per-view in between. Yeah, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised to see like shenanigans at Fastlane and then Cena versus Rusev. Probably, like we've said, that's, probably that's the uh, the fallback shenanigans. The question is, will it actually close out the show, or will they let the championship match do that? Well, there's talk now that there's no championship match on Fastlane. No, I mean at WrestleMania. Do you think they're going to put Rusev and Cena as the main event? Would it surprise you at this point? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, great match. Uh, card was not terrible. The matches were good, but it was definitely a backloaded card. Uh, this leads into the uh, Royal Rumble, 30-man Royal Rumble match. Which you've already uh, prefaced this by saying that it's shit, and I want to say that it is not shit, and people are the, stupid. The Rumble? Yes. No. No, I enjoyed the Rumble. It was not It was not one of the best ones I've seen, but it was uh, uh, the people on the internet who hated are idiots. It was a solid Rumble. I enjoyed it. Anyway, let's so let's like get into what happened. Let's, let's get into this. Uh, just real quick, I'm just gonna run down who came out, and uh, we will just go through there and interject as we see fit, I guess, because I don't have a play-by-play in front of me. Uh, your number one and number two entrances were the Miz and R Truth, which was a poor decision because I had to sit through R Truth's goddamn rap entrance. What's <laughs> up? What's up? It's only been uh, on WWE television for seven years, and I still don't know what the fuck I he says. I don't know what the fuck he is saying. He could be, like, reading the results for the next five pay-per-views, <laughs> for all I know. Yeah, if you slow <laughs> it down, he actually spoils the, the storylines. You have to pay attention. Pay very close attention. You've got to, like, play the, do the playback on slow. Uh, and they go at it for a little bit. Nothing spectacular happens. And then coming out at number three, goddamn Bubba Ray Dudley. Mm-hmm. Which surprised me. It's, uh... Apparently, they asked him, like, do you want to be in the Rumble? And he said, yeah. And they're like, okay, you'll be a surprise. So he, like, went and hid backstage <laughs> so that, like, no one knew that he was in the Rumble until it was his time to come out, like, even the guys backstage. No, they did have um, they did have some names backstage at the Rumble to try to throw off uh, the internet. Uh, my understanding is Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, uh, Nikolai Volkov... Uh, and one other I can't remember the name of uh, were all backstage, like in their gear, ready to go out, acting like they were part of the Rumble to <laughs> try to throw people off. Uh, as far as why they didn't go in, uh, Orton is still recovering from a surgery. He injured himself at a house show. Last I heard, he's still recovering from that. Uh, Jericho, they asked him to be in the Rumble. He said no. He doesn't want to do just like a one-off or a surprise. He said if he comes back to TV, he wants. Oh, was the other one to be uh, Rob Van Dam? No, but I just realized Rob Van Dam was not in the Rumble. Holy shit! Yeah. After... I did not even notice that while I was watching the Rumble. I, I noticed that at number 30, which we'll get to. But... Oh. Um, I was like, wait, wasn't Van Damme supposed to be in this? Anyway. Oh, my God. I'm, it's really bothering me. I can't remember who the other one was. 
Um, China. It'll come to me. No. no. <laughs> Orton, Orton, Jericho, Volkov. Uh, I know Alex Riley was backstage in his gear, but he was actually supposed to be in the Rumble and then at the last second. They were like, nope, fuck you. We need to make room for the boogeyman. Yeah, we need the boogeyman. Uh, coming out next at number four was uh, Luke Harper, followed by Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt, the Iron Man of the Rumble, went 46 minutes, 59 seconds. He had a really good showing. I enjoyed him in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, followed up by Curtis Axel, your true winner of the 2015 Royal Rumble. <laughs> As he never made it to the ring, laid out by Eric Rowan. Uh, Rowan and Harper proceeded to, it looked like, turn on Bray Wyatt, and then they all just started beating each other up. Which this is a thing, it happened twice in this rumble, mm-hmm. where someone's coming out, someone cuts him off, and tries to make it to the ring before them. So, it's is there a rule where <laughs> if there's a foot race in the aisleway to the ring, that the person who wins that gets your slot? Regardless. Why are you not? Why are you not just in the back, just like flooring it for the ring? Yeah. Um. I mean, this also brings to the question. Uh. Later on in the night, uh, when Bray Wyatt issued that open challenge, it's like, can anybody who wants to just like run out and they're in the rumble now? Yeah. Like after thirty men have just wandered out to the ring, is Vince like, nope, we're done. Y'all stay back here now. Well, that's what happened with the boogeyman. So... <laughs> uh, no who one entered even next? knew that he was there. Who entered next? The boogeyman wanders out. Um, also surprised me. I didn't think we'd see him, but really nice, uh, really nice surprise appearance. I enjoyed that. Uh, unfortunately, none of the guys who did surprise appearances really got big showings. The boogeyman wasn't even in the ring a, a minute. Uh, and Bubba Ray was, uh, eliminated shortly after he got in the ring. He was in there less than five minutes. Uh, boogeyman and Wyatt though had a cool little showdown. I did like yeah. that little, uh, back and forth. That would be a really weird feud. It would. <laughs> Fuck it, WrestleMania, Boogeyman and yeah. Ray Wyatt, just to see the the build up to that. That'd be fun. Oh my so. god! I, hey, give the Undertaker a year off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could do Wyatt Boogeyman Undertaker triple threat at WrestleMania. Ooh! I just like just see who could make the crowd shit themselves the hardest. Add in Papa Shango, and why not? Let's go for it. Fuck okay, it, go for it. Papa Shango can be in there. Kane can be the guest referee. Supernatural four-way dance. There we go. Book it. Oh, they'll just make it a casket match and The Undertaker will lose. At WrestleMania again? <laughs> he never wins a casket match. Uh, uh, next up, uh, entering was Sin Cara. Eh. Next up, immediately eliminated was Sin Cara. <laughs> nah, whatever. Well, it's funny, it was funny to me when Sin Cara comes out, does his thing, gets eliminated. Like four minutes later, JBL says, Sin Cara must be Spanish for eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, keep up if you're going to commentate, man. Uh, this was when Wyatt issued his open challenge, leading to the uh, surprise return of Zack Ryder, uh, who was out for shoulder surgery. You didn't notice because Zack Ryder hasn't had a match even on Superstars in ages. And uh, for this yeah. for this surprise that lasted 30 seconds, uh, yeah, he, he, Zack Ryder he, came back still injured. <laughs> he was not 100%. Yeah, he got to get in and land a few moves, but he got tossed out by Wyatt pretty quick. This led to number 10 entry, Daniel Bryan. And I will get to this in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bryan only lasted 10 minutes before he got tossed out. Uh, I think this was kind of damage control by WWE because they knew that uh, the crowd was going to shit all over their winners, so they kind of got Bryan out there and got him out as quick as they could to kind of minimize the booing. No, that's what fucking killed their winner. Yeah, no kidding. Brian should have, they should have waited till after the rumble to bring Brian back. Yes, they should have. He should, they should have, if they were going to bring Brian back like that, he should have come back the raw after WrestleMania. 
and they should have started a program for him to give give uh, to SummerSlam for the title. That's exactly what I said. Um, and I know this is this is like booking in hindsight. I I don't get why you would bring him back just to have him lose the Rumble unless you're just really trying to shit on Daniel Bryan. And that's stupid. I wouldn't put it past them, but that's stupid. Well, I mean, look at the way that he's been booked since his return. He's lost to yeah. Wyatt and Kane. I think that he's only won one match, and that was, like, to qualify for the Rumble. Yeah. Well, that was to, yeah, to keep his spot for the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, really shitty handling of Daniel Bryan. A guy the fans want to cheer. There's only so many... There's only so long you can do the underdog story before you're just shitting on a guy. I think that's it. They think that people... Like, they want to cheer for him because he's the underdog, so they can't have him win because then he won't be the underdog anymore, so we have to bury him as hard yeah. as possible. But, yeah, that it, eventually it's going to be like, oh, this guy is not the underdog anymore. He's a loser. Yeah. Uh, next in, Fandango. Nobody gives a shit. Next in, Tyson Kidd. I want to take a moment to appreciate Tyson Kidd's uh, ring gear for the Rumble, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Uh, his trunk said, uh, kid on the back, his, uh, his kick pad said, fact, cats, and they had kitty paw prints all over them. It was really awesome gear. I love his cat gimmick. It's so fucking great. I love Tyson Kidd. I remember back when he was, uh, Heart Dynasty, he was just that guy that we were all like, you guys notice Tyson Kidd looks like Howard the Duck? He had that weird hair. Yeah. He tufted hair up on his forehead. Oh, uh, I really, uh, enjoy Tyson Kidd now, though. Um. You pair him with Cesaro, too, and I'm just in heaven because I like both of them. Uh, next up, speaking of guys that I sh- should be enjoying a lot more than I am, Stardust. Yeah, they've really... I I want to like Stardust just because I like Cody Rhodes, but I can't help but ask myself every time he comes out. So what's the fucking point of this again? Yeah. Is there a plan for Stardust? I thought there was with the whole Cosmic Key nonsense when he debuted, but now it's just like, okay, Cody, go be really weird. Well, it's like they had that thing, the Cosmic Key, leading up to their tag title win, and then they won it, and that shit all went away. Yeah. So that meant nothing. It was just nonsense for two guys to talk about. Uh, I, Way to drop the fucking of, ball. Goldust is denying it, but there's talk of Goldust probably uh, retiring again soon and going back to being just a road agent or a producer. Uh, I hope if they do do that, we, we do get some kind of storyline that sees Stardust go back to being Cody Rhodes. You said doo-doo. Uh, uh, next up following Stardust uh, so I I, I I only looked at my mentions during the Rumble because I didn't want to ruin any of the entrants because that happened to me last year because there's a bit of a lag on the network for me so I just have group tweet open where I can see all the tweets I'm sending out and I have my mentions open and I look and I see somebody else on my account has sent a group tweet that just says bang <laughs> Andy <laughs> Did not realize until the uh, Rumble what a massive DDP mark Andy is. Diamond Dallas Page entered the Royal Rumble. How could he not be? Well, you didn't see him when he was working, so. I fucking hate you. DDP comes out. uh, You only know him as the yoga guy now. A lot of people are saying uh, kind of a kind of a missed opportunity here not having randy orton come back and uh, hit uh, hit page with an RKO after he ran around diamond cuttering everybody. Although that was fun to watch. Yeah, it's always fun to see a, an old wrestler come back, get in the ring, and a pair of jeans and a t-shirt because they can't fit into their old ring gear anymore. That was his old ring gear. <laughs> I thought he, wore, he had tights, didn't he? For a bit, yeah, but he, he oh, wore, okay. like, tore-up jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, or uh, every time... he, he had his ribs taped up for a long goddamn time. Yeah, every, every page match I ever saw he had tights on. I'm probably not watching the later stuff. 
That was the earlier stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, next up. I don't Rusev. think he started wearing tights until he won the title, or close to then. Anyway. Next up, Rusev. He he Rusev'd through the Rumble. Uh, interesting. Interestingly, he did get tossed out and was not eliminated until the last, which I had. It, I guess they were trying to recreate that Santino thing. I really wish they would have done an angle where uh, Reigns celebrated his victory in the Rumble and left the ring, and then the bell rang, and they were like, "Rusev wins." Well, Reigns isn't gonna. Uh, spoiler alert: Roman Reigns won. Uh, I think he's not gonna leap out over the this. top. Oh, that would have been great. He like, gets all excited, leaves out over the top, and then Rusev like pops up and slides back in. I win. Like Snidely Whiplash, you <laughs> can see him pop up behind the ring and look around. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that, admit it. That would have been great. Bad thing is he doesn't have like the, the mustache to twirl. Oh, he just pops up wearing a fake mustache. Because fuck it, who He's cares? He's been sitting under the ring for a half hour putting on this fake mustache just so he can twirl it when he realizes Roman Reigns eliminated himself. <laughs> you would love it. You would mark like a madman. Where did Rusev get Simon Gotch's mustache? That's where Zeb Coulter's been. <laughs> uh, next up, Goldust. Meh. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, uh, one thing I meant to point out, uh, when Stardust first came to the ring for the Rumble, or maybe it was backstage promo, I can't. At some point, it was mentioned that Stardust was making his Royal Rumble debut, and then when Goldust comes out, JBL's like, "Yeah, uh, Stardust eliminated his brother Goldust last year's Cody Rhodes. Make up your goddamn mind." Yeah. Well, am I supposed to buy that he's like? Is he Cody Rhodes going crazy? Is he somebody different? Where is Cody Rhodes? Should we be concerned? Should there be a missing persons report? What is going on? It's the the weird WWE, we're going to acknowledge it, but not really bullshit that they do on occasion. Yeah. It's like everyone knows it's Cody Rhodes, but we're going to act like it's not Cody Rhodes until someone says that it is Cody Rhodes, and then, yeah, it's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I guess it's Cody Rhodes. Maybe like he gets the face paint wiped off and Goldust goes, oh my god, Cody, was that you all along? Which would be really stupid because they've been working matches where all of his shit sweats off anyway. <laughs> uh, next up, let's talk about these next two entrants because this was the spot that pissed me off the most. So uh, entering at number 17 was Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may recall as soon as Kofi came out, I sent this tweet saying uh, the Rosebuds are out next to uh, to catch Kofi for the escape spot this year. Yeah, and then Adam Rose comes out with the Rosebuds. Adam Buds. Rose comes out at number 18. Adam Rose gets in the ring. Kofi gets tossed out. The Rosebuds catch Kofi, throw him back in the ring. Rose is shocked, gets eliminated, and then, like, two seconds later, Kofi gets eliminated. Mm-hmm. What was the point of those two spots in the Rumble? It's just to give Co- Kofi another, like, oh my god moment. The sad thing about these oh my god escape spots is they pretty much guarantee you know that Kofi Kingston doesn't stand a chance of winning the Rumble because he can't because what if he fucks up the escape spot? <laughs> uh, I would love that. He He's done it so many times now. Just like fucks it up and falls on his ass? Yeah, I would love it if he slips. He'd, he'd probably fall on his ass and just keep his feet in the air and they'd be like, it's good enough! <laughs> and then scoots on his ass like a cat. <laughs> well, they have Tyson kids at the ring nodding and smiling. This leads to a new gimmick where uh, Kofi Kingston's dressed up like a cat and follows Tyson Kidd around. We're not going to take this thought any farther. Roman no, Reigns is listening, wringing his hands together. Get me a cat <laughs> costume, damn it! Kofi, put this tail on. We're breaking up the yeah. new day. Kofi's a cat now. Kofi, clean yourself like a cat would. Uh, God damn it, Vince. 
Entering at number 19, Roman Reigns, your winner. Your winner and mine, Roman Reigns. <laughs> the people's winner. Uh, uh, Big E at number 20. At number 21, Damien Mizdow. Uh, the Miz came out, and uh, this was the second spot I assume you were talking about. Yeah. Where the Miz, Miz comes out and goes, no, And then tries, tries to take a spot by beating him in a foot race to the ring. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's not, how the Rumble works. Not a single ref went, uh, no. Like, no, you were already in here. You got eliminated. Go away. Uh... The Miz gets... What happened to lay the Miz out? I can't remember. Somebody fell on him. That's why I got thrown at him, right? Uh, I can't remember either. I think he tried to get in and someone punched him or something. And something. Like I, that. I think somebody, like, bodied him and knocked him off and he was dazed. Anyways, Miz was like, yeah, fuck it, and jumps in the, the ring and immediately gets eliminated. See, I thought that they should have done a spot where... Well, either had a spot where Miz is telling Miz to eliminate himself... And Mizdow turns on Miz, or where Miz gets eliminated and Mizdow just kind of like fuck it and throws himself out, mm-hmm. instead of this weird sort of like of, no you you stay I'm gonna take your spot and then he takes it anyway and still gets eliminated. This is kind of a recurring theme of these spots being wasted on these kind of stupid comedy moments that didn't make any sense. A lot of those this year. Nope. Uh huh. Oh yes. Next up, Jack Swagger. Nobody gives a shit. No one remembered he was even in the company. Yeah. Oh my god, Jack Swagger's still employed? Uh, by the way, we should also mention Justin Gabriel was supposed to be in this Rumble. Justin Gabriel left the company the night before the Rumble, but it's okay. You can now see him cashing in all that WWE prestige in the indies as the Darewolf PJ Black. Which I love that uh, he was supposed to be in the Rumble. Uh, he quit the night before. So they had to find someone else to fill his spot. Alex Riley was backstage in his gear, and they <laughs> couldn't get him in. I wonder who took uh, what was supposed to be Gabriel's spot in the Rumble. Or if like he was not really going to be in the Rumble. Much like, well, no, he was announced and confirmed. Everybody else who didn't show up was just kind of speculation. <sighs> Alex Riley Anyways. shows up, puts his gear on, and it's like, nope, sorry, Riley, we don't got any room for you. But he just quit. Um, no, come here, Dallas Page. <laughs> and I mean, it was like right up to the last, like they had pulled Riley from the pre-show and everything. That's why Corey Graves was on the pre-show. Which, by the way, I, I did like Corey Graves on the pre-show. Uh, next time, if we could leave Riley on there, but pull Booker T and put Corey Graves instead, I think I would be much happier. Yeah, it Booker was, T. It was great was, watching Booker play on his phone. I I couldn't tell if he was busy on his phone or just very interested in his crotch. <laughs> Maybe he was. I had a teacher tell me in a class once, they were like, I know you're on your phone when you guys are looking down like that because no one is that interested in their crotch. And I'm like, I have some friends on Twitter that I'm going to need you to meet. <laughs> Speaking of crotches, Ryback. <laughs> I, I got nothing to go with there. He, he, Ryback was in the rumble. Yay. Remember when Ryback came back from injury and he was going to get a big push? Hey, he was in Team Cena. Yeah, and then he got that uh, blow-off match with Rusev that it did in the count-out on SmackDown. Feed him more. Next up, Kane. Uh, Kane, breaking the record for all-time eliminations. Uh, he's at, uh, what, 43 now? I don't even know. I know that he was one away from beating Shawn Michaels' record, and then he ended up uh, eliminating four people. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm pulling it up real quick. Never mind, no, I'm not. It's not just on the page. Fuck it. Who cares? I'm on Wikipedia uh, right now. It has... How many people each guy eliminated? 
Yeah. Well, he eliminated four. He eliminated four. Away. Big Show eliminated five. I think Big Show even surpassed Michael's record, but not Kane's. So Big Show's yeah. like in second place for all-time Rumble eliminations. Sorry, Shawn Michaels. You're just going to have to settle for all those other accolades. <laughs> Biggest douchebag, Playgirl model, redneck. Hey, how many wrestlers can say that they've been in Playgirl? I honestly don't know of any besides Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Nor am I going to look that up. Mike's going to go do the research on that right now. Um, I'm sure Buff Bagwell has. Following Ryback, Kane. Oh, wait, we just we said, said Kane. Kane. I'm sorry. Following sorry. Kane, Following Kane. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Uh, next up, Titus O'Neil. Yeah, Ambrose was... had, like, nothing in this rumble. <laughs> Ambrose was just there for that pop. Um, it's, uh, God, I was going to say something. It's really a shame they couldn't do something with Reigns and Ambrose in the uh, in the ring together kind of do that kind of sly wink nod yeah hey we were ah. well, they eliminated titus o'neill together yeah <sighs> yeah they did titus o'neill was next the wikipedia page up uh <laughs> me too mike me too uh titus was supposedly supposed to tie with santino's record but uh the timing was a little off and so he was eliminated in four seconds instead of one i don't know why you would want to tie that record yeah i'm sure that the timing was quote off because Titus was like, that's fucking dumb. I'm going to take <laughs> my time and not go out <laughs> in one second. Um, I remember they were really high on Titus a while back too, right? When he was with the primetime players and he has evidently fallen very far from grace. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. When they broke up the primetime players, I thought that Titus was at least going to be uh big in the, the uh, like mid card. Yeah, I see title level or something like that. But then, yeah, surely he'd of... go in that Dolph Ziggler spot, you know. But yeah, he just faded away. He's there when they need a body for thirty men battle royals. <sighs> Next up, Bad News Barrett. Really, just nobody else does anything in the rest of the Rumble. Cesaro comes out next. I mean, Barrett's in there for less than six minutes. Cesaro's in there less than five minutes. Uh, Big Show comes out at twenty nine. This is when Big Show and Kane just start tossing people out left and right. Uh, between them and Rusev and Wyatt, there's all your eliminations right there. Ziggler comes out. He's in the ring less than three minutes. I lied when I said Reigns and Ambrose didn't do anything because they squared off with Big Show and Kane. I completely forgot about that. But they, this is another thing that helped kill the, the fans with this rumble was how Big Show and Kane were just knocking people out and then just kind of sloughing them over the top rope. Yeah. Uh, so they, they do that with Ambrose. They knock out Ambrose and just kind of toss him over. Bye, Ambrose. We know the fans love you. Fuck off. And Ziggler. Uh, th- yeah, Ziggler. I literally just picked him up and just kind of set him down over the rope. Yeah. Bye. Hey, get the fuck out. We're, you're done now. So this leads to Big Show and Kane beating the shit out of uh, Reigns and almost eliminating him, but Big Show tries to throw Kane out, which pisses Kane off, and they get in a scuffle. And then Reigns dumps them both out and wins the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And the crowd, uh, not quite a Bautista reaction, but the crowd shits all over it. And Big Show and Kane. Hmm? And they only shit on it because Daniel Bryan came out at 10. Pretty much. Um, <clears throat> Big Show and Kane get in the ring and start laying the smackdown on Reigns, which prompts Reigns' cousin The Rock to come out. Uh, the Rock, rumored to be not only in the Rumble, but Day Of was the favorite to win it. Uh, I guess he just didn't like the contract. <laughs> this infuriates me about the end of the Rumble, and I tweeted this. Um they don't want to just like throw reins out there as the winner and tell everybody to deal with it. What they learned from last year was not, we need to put somebody in the fans want to cheer for in that position. What they learned from last year was do whatever you want, but if you send the rock out, the crowd will cheer. 
But it didn't work that way because the crowd still shit all over Roman Reigns, and you can tell The Rock's not happy about it. No, there was reports that Rock was not happy about a lot of things going on that night. Yeah. And that just kind of topped everything off. Uh, if you... I can't remember what exactly I was reading, just different things about booking and stuff that he was asked to do, and he just wasn't having any of it, and then... When he went out there with uh, with Reigns and everyone was booing both of them, then he was just like, "Yeah, fuck it." He, <laughs> yeah, um, it had an ass full of that pay per view by that point. You can you can even watch too when uh, Rock's holding up Reigns' arm and kind of doing the gesture there, but to cheer for him. You can see on his face he goes from "all right" to "oh fuck" in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Reigns, who uh, Reigns got busted open pretty hard, and it looks like he's kind of grinning, but you can tell he's just kind of like "shit." Yeah. Uh, neither man was really happy about that finish, but there you have it. Roman Reigns, your winner. totally sucks for Roman, because that could have been his moment. Yeah. Is... And they cut his legs out from under him. They didn't need The Rock out there. They didn't need him, because I think that really hurt him as the Rumble winner, having him just get the shit beat out of him as soon as he won. Well, that didn't that didn't help his, his image, but I mean, yeah. just everything leading up to the Rumble. It's like this, if they were going to give Roman the win then it should have been like this is Roman's rumble to win but they put they brought in Brian and then yeah. they tried to get him over with the rock and it's like the fans saw through that shit so it yeah everything just cut Roman's legs out from under him yeah and i this kind of this kind of leaves that kind of age old being shoved down the th- i don't want to hate Roman Reigns i i think he's green as shit i don't think he's ready for the main event or anything like that uh d- but I think he's getting there. I think he's definitely shown a ton of improvement since his debut. I, his ring work's improving. His promos will be better when Vince stops watching Looney Tunes. <laughs> a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, you know, son. Um, <laughs> I, just, it's, next year probably would have been the perfect time to pull the trigger on Roman Reigns at the rate he's improving. Uh, this year's just too early. And the crowd wants to cheer him, but when you do shit like throw the rock out there and throw Brian out in 10 minutes to get it out of the way. The crowd just doesn't care anymore. But see, that's also the thing with Roman winning now and saying that he's not ready is that fans have been clamoring for new faces and here's, here's a new face. It's like, I don't think that they're going to give it to like people want to throw around Ziggler or Barrett or something like that, but they've been there for too long now. Yeah. So it's like, if you really want to skyrocket someone, Roman Reigns is the guy to do it with, but then they're like, well, why, why him? (laughs) We want a new guy. Here's a new guy. Well, no. no. At least it wasn't Adam Rose. Yeah. And then, like you said about the shoving down throats, and it's like I told you, uh, that when the fans want someone pushed, they're being held down. Then when they finally do decide to push somebody, they're being shoved down fans' throats. It's no win. Yeah. (sighs) Just cranky fans. Remember, though, the crowd wasn't saying boo. They were saying boo leave that. You saw that meme, too. I did, and I laughed my ass off so hard. But, of course, the angry fans led to uh, the hashtag cancel WWE Network trending for, like, two days. Proved to have absolutely no fucking effect because they got over a million subscribers on Tuesday. It was, like, a few hours ago, somebody mentioned um, the million subscribers mark may not be entirely accurate. It may not be a million current subscribers. It may be a million cumulative subscribers over the course of the network's existence. Oh, that may be. So, 
Uh, either way, I like to believe that what happened was everybody was like, fuck this, and canceled the network, and then said, oh shit, NXT, and signed back up. Not because they can get NXT on Hulu. Well, they can't get the specials. But, uh, yeah, there there was... Uh, someone reported that there was 50,000 people unsubscribing. Yeah. But when I, was, when I read a report saying, uh, doesn't look like uh, that hashtag is having all that effect because WWE ain't panicking about it. And then they were like, no, 50,000 people left. And who's your source? An unnamed WWE? Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy on Reddit... Now, my understanding is that not enough people, there were people who unsubscribed, enough people uh, unsubscribed to crash their cancellation page, uh, but not enough to make them worry. But now, did they crash the cancellation page, like, to go to it and cancel? Because I'm sure a lot of people wanted to get their, like, picture up with the hashtag saying, I'm canceling too, and just went to that page. Yeah. That's a possibility, too. That's definitely certain. And then didn't actually go through with it. Of course, then on, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday, there was, like, a huge spike in new subscribers? Uh, fucking smarks. This goes back to what you were saying, or it's like, what, did everybody just turn right around and resubscribe? Alright, they've got the point. Give them more money. It's not how it works, guys. It's not how it works. Yeah, it's just chicken shit stupid wrestling fans that say they're gonna do something and then don't follow through with it. I hate all of you. (laughs) Like I said, I, I admire – if you really want to go – if you really are that passionate about it and you really hated it that much and you want to do it, I fucking commend you. But don't pretend like you're not going to be back in April for WrestleMania. Of course. Or I'm sorry, end of March this year for WrestleMania. I said that as soon as people were tweeting pictures of yeah. them being yeah. on the cancel page. It's like you can cancel now, but you're going to be back by WrestleMania. Don't even pretend like you're not. This happens so much on uh, fan forums to the point where there's a thread now that is like, uh, if you're done watching WWE, just post in here. Uh, everyone else, feel free to shame anyone you see post in this thread that they are done that immediately post something about how they were watching Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is a great idea. This is absolutely true. Every pay-per-view, there's somebody out there going, that was the worst pay-per-view ever, I'm done with WWE, and then you see him talking about Raw the next night. So, yeah. uh, Speaking of Raw the next night, uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> It was canceled because of the snow. Because of the blizzard. Uh, it was a studio interview. Uh, it was a studio edition of Raw. They had interviews with uh, Rollins, Lesnar, Heyman, Reigns, and Brian. <laughs> because, you know, they hadn't shit on you enough with your hopes for Daniel Bryan. They had to get him in the ring and talk to him about it, too. Or in the studio. Uh, Dean Ambrose was there, too. Did you see the Dean Ambrose thing? No, I completely skipped Raw because when I saw it, it was just a big uh, Q&A session. I was like, no, I, I can skip this. I kept flipping over because I wanted to catch the end of the Rumble to see if they edited the booze out for Raymond. Ra- Raymond's? Raymond. Raymond Rones? Raymond Rones. Raymond Rones. Uh, that's his TNA name when he gets there. Um, I was wanting to see if they edited the booze out at the end of that, and I caught like, Ambrose walking into the studio, and they're like, Dean, how'd you get in here? And he was like, oh, I walked. From the pay-per-view? He's like, yeah, wasn't that far. I mean, I caught a ride with a trucker and uh, got in a fight with a guy at a gas station. We don't need to go into the specifics of that. Almost lost a few fingers. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. I love Dean Ambrose. He's crazy. He's the fucking, ooh, that Dean Ambrose. That's going too far. <sighs> He's such a fucking nut that he walked from Philly to Connecticut in the snow and got into a fight with some homeless people. Like, He, he caught a ride. He caught a ride with a trucker. Oh, it's ironic. Uh, uh, the Rumble was the first pay-per-view in Philadelphia since, uh, or I believe the no, the first Rumble in Philadelphia, the le- or the second Rumble in Philadelphia. I'm trying to get a point out, but I can't get the words to come out of my mouth right. 
the second Royal Rumble in uh, Philadelphia. The first Royal Rumble was uh, 2004 when Darren Young won. <sighs> and then Raw was the first time they had to cancel a scheduled Raw taping since, <laughs> since the Darren since Young, Darren Young murdered his family. <laughs> <laughs> Year 2015 is cursed by the spirit of Darren Young, <laughs> who's still alive. It makes it very weird. It's it's very awkward. <laughs> um, it was just a studio interview, but most notably, and this pissed a lot of people off more than the finish. Uh, on Raw the next night, they aired the entirety of the Triple Threat match and the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I I did and, see that, and I'm I'm also kind of flustered by this because I. Thanks for paying for this thing that nobody liked the ending to. Here, have it for free now. Yeah. Fuck you, fans. It's really funny, though, because uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading the uh, revised edition of The Death of WCW. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of parallels <laughs> between, like, 99-2000 WCW and current WWE. It's kind of scary. Which, uh, uh, by the way, if you haven't read that book, it's it's actually really good. And they just came out with a, an anniversary edition, I think, in November. It was like the yeah. 10th anniversary of the original uh, version of the book. And this new one has like more up-to-date interviews with guys who were in WCW. The first one, it's like they, they had an interview from Mike Awesome. Uh, but this one has stuff from like Jericho and Bischoff and people who actually like lived that time. So it's it's a much better read now. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so that's your... I, we can't talk about SmackDown because it's a live SmackDown this week. Uh, I would predict Daniel Bryan probably loses the casket match. <laughs> Is he in a casket match? Uh, him and Kane in the casket match. Get hype! Kane, that's not even Kane's match. This is an Inferno match. Uh, maybe this is leading to The Undertaker's return. <sighs> Kane goes to open the casket and The Undertaker's in there. Oh my god! He fell asleep. He's an old man now. During the Royal Rumble, Michelle McCool posted birthday cards she got from The Undertaker, and I'm like, oh my god, kayfabe is just destroyed right now. To my dearest love, and I'm like, oh, it's The Undertaker. Come on, don't post that. No, I, I honestly would not be surprised if we never see Undertaker wrestle again. <sighs> I whatever, it wouldn't surprise me either. But who will Sting have his Triple H? No, I was... Uh, they had uh, Jim Cornette on Roddy Piper's podcast. I saw mention of that. I haven't listened to it. I saw mention of that, and I just thought to myself, what an angry podcast that must be. It's really not. I mean, they uh, Jim Cornette went on there as a, a, a sort of a companion to Vince Russo being on there like two weeks ago. Right. And wherever Vince Russo go, Jim Cornette needs to haunt him. Wherever there is Vince Russo slowly behind him, you will hear Jim Cornette swearing. Yeah. God fucking damn it. But the the two podcasts that they had together... Uh, Do you smell Sprite? Uh, it actually was not very, very angry. There was a little bit of talk about Russo, but that went by really quickly. Uh, but Jim Cornette made a good point that... Uh, please please tell me it was just Piper was like, Russo? And Cornette was like, fuck him. <laughs> it wasn't that that short. They got into a little bit of why Cornette hates Russo, but it's the same shit that you've seen in every shoot interview with Jim Cornette. He's a motherfucker. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, okay. But no, he was like, uh, he was asked about, uh, what do you think about Sting versus The Undertaker? And he's like, I'm glad Sting's in WWE because of everything that he's done. He deserves to end his career on the biggest stage possible. But him versus Undertaker is a match that everyone thinks they want to see until they see it. Sting and Undertaker are not 
in best condition anymore. Right. They're much older than they were when everyone remembers them at their prime. They are not going to be put, be able to put on the match that they could have 15, 20 years ago when everyone was fans of theirs. It's not going to be the match that everyone thinks they want to see. So it's best to actually not have that match. And I, I completely agree. I agree. I don't. I think at the very least it shouldn't be a WrestleMania match. I think that's a a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series match at best. Hey, they both debuted at Survivor Series. You can have a loser finally fucking hangs it up. Uh, but yeah, it's, loser's hairline will never come back on a pole match. I I think that that should remain as one of those dream matches that people will continue to talk about, but we never see. Because it's, um, it's always going to be better in the imaginations of the fans than it's actually going to be to see on pay-per-view. So let, let people continue to have their imaginary dream match, but don't actually have it. I imagine if that is if it is going to happen. Uh, it would be uh, next year at WrestleMania Star. Sorry, WrestleMania 32. It's hard with the numbers being gone. Um, I, well, they've stopped. Did you not see the, there's this report that they've stopped numbering the WrestleMania. Like they're going to be numbered when they're referred to the logos aren't going to feature numbers anymore because Vince feels now they're starting to look old. (laughs) So that's why WrestleMania 31, you don't have a number. You have that fucking play icon. So everybody's calling it WrestleMania play until I just looked it up. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. WrestleMania 32 doesn't have a number. It has a star because Dallas, um, Dallas-Fort Worth being both their hometowns and having that fucking stadium that holds, like, twice as many people as they have ever filled a fucking arena with. Mm. If they're going to do Undertaker Sting, if there is even a fucking iota of hope of it happening, that is where it will happen. Because that is where they will be able to draw to fill that crowd in. Because the way WrestleMania is shaping up right now, a lot of that stadium would be taped off if they did it this year. (laughs) They would uh, a lot of fucking tarps going up. Where's it supposed to be this year? I forgot. Uh, I don't even know. Let me find out as I skip through Fastlane and its terrible fucking logo. Uh, oh, Santa Clara, California at the Levi Stadium. That's right. Yep. Because I was actually considering going because it's kind of not too far from me. You, you're going to go watch Brock Lesnar defend his title against Roman Reigns? Well, shit, they announced it like two years ago, and I was like, hey, that's not far. That's like an hour plane ride. I could probably go there and see the show. Like we said like a couple episodes ago, WrestleMania is the draw. It's not yeah. the match. Which is another, I think that we were, just, we were just talking about it. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but it was another uh, Roddy Piper podcast where he pointed out why there are no stars today. It's because... When he was a wrestler, uh, the marquee would say Hogan versus Piper, and you knew who the the main event was. Now it just says wrestling. Yeah. WrestleMania. Come see the show. Bring the kids. Uh, What's happening on the show? Who cares? It's wrestling. Come, who cares? come watch the show. This is unlike Fastlane, where the draw is Rusev versus John Cena in a singles match. Also, Triple H has called out Sting. Triple H and Sting are going to have an old man chat segment on the here's, pay-per-view. Here's the thing, though. Triple H challenges Sting to a face-to-face confrontation at WWE Fastlane. Statistically, when this happens, the person who is called out is not the person who comes out. Who shows up instead of Sting? Like, on Raw? No, at Fastlane. Oh, so you're saying Sting's not going to show up? Somebody else will show up as a representative for Sting. Because isn't that what usually you see happen with these face-to-face things? That's when the heel is the one getting called out. Ric Flair comes out as a representative (laughs) for Sting. Lex Luger? I don't know. Fuck. Sorry, now I'm just imagining like Ric Flair coming out and trying to speak for Sting at a pay-per-view. 
And it's like Triple H makes a point, and Ric Flair just goes, bah, 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 woo, and collapses. Hunter, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Hunter, and starts bouncing off the ropes. I could go. Woo, you don't want that to stay. Oh, I'm bleeding. I've on stage a hundred times, Hunter. You don't know what you're in for. God, you know that, oh, that fucking promo is going to happen. <laughs> Like the crushing realization just hit me that with the, with the history Rick he has Flair trying to talk Hunter out of facing Sting because Ric Flair's been there and Hunter hasn't. And... With the history Ric Flair has with both Triple H and Sting, he's going to try to talk both of them out of having the match. Sting, I've been there. Woo! I've fought you hundreds of times, Stinger. You don't want to face Hunter. He'll hit you with a sledgehammer. Woo! <laughs> Let's go get a beer. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna go get Mark Jordan to take my right pants off. Stalin profile Stephanie. in Space Mountain. Stephanie, what are you doing during the match? You wanna go for a ride on Space Mountain? Woo! I'm bleeding again. <laughs> my Ric Flair is just a dirty old man who is just perpetually like, oh, I'm fucking bleeding. Yeah, he just like shit. Busts his head open and loses a pint of blood. Just from he talking. wipes sweat off and just blood starts pouring. Oh, his skin is basically a uh, 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 shipping paper in my in my scenario. Well, that's it for another edition of Room Full of Nerd Stuff. That's the note that feels... we're going to end it on. That's the note we're going <laughs> to end it Rick on. Flair trying to bang Stephanie and talk Hunter out of facing Sting. Oh, oh! By the way, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger going into the Hall of Fame? Uh, sure. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> he was on a SmackDown once. Why not? Hey, he was on an episode of Raw once. Remember? Was he on Raw? Yeah, with uh, Joe Manganiello to promote that one movie they did that I don't even remember the name of. Joe Mangogello, that's right. <laughs> Joe Mangogello, um, where he got in the ring with uh, Joe Mangogello, and uh, I can't remember who the other person was. And you realize you were like, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger's kind of tiny. Yeah, he's not that big. Yeah, and actually part of it is just that Joe Mangogello is like seven feet tall. <laughs> well, even his official name now is Joe Mangogello. <laughs> Joe Mango Jello. I can't hate the guy. He does an awesome Randy Savage. He does. They should just have it. They should just have him dress up as Randy Savage for the induction for the Hall of Fame, like an all white Randy Savage gear, and he just they put like a little bit of a fog filter on. Oh, I'm coming here, Hogan. The ghost of Randy Savage this, come? No. To that's... accept this Hall of Fame induction from beyond the grave, Hogan. God said you're a prick. That was Warrior. Sorry. Like Randy Savage and Warrior up in heaven. We never fucking liked him. <laughs> he keeps saying we... now that we made up and we were friends right before we died, but no, that never happened. Hogan's like, Randy was just tired of being angry, and there's a little angel Randy Savage behind him going, That's bullshit! No, brother, I fucking hate you! Ooh, I'm gonna elbow drop you from the clouds, brother! Elizabeth! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah.